Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. Welcome to The Parent Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia L. Curry. And I'm Shirley Heyman. So tonight's show is uh, a special edition and um, what we'd like you to think about is have you have you ever had a child in hospital for more than a day and if you do you'll know that it isn't an easy time it's uh, it can be a source of great anxiety and if your child's admitted then you're you're thrown into a world that's very different to your normal everyday life and your your main concern is your child's well-being and health of course but the truth is, if you want to take care of your child properly, you need to eat, drink and sleep occasionally yourself and able to su- support your child's, you know, recovery. But often if you're in a hospital, in a hospital environment, you kind of don't know where to start. You don't want to bug nurses and, and doctors because they've got enough to do without asking for, you know, more things. And then um, we know how amazing the NHS staff are and what an amazing job they do, specifically in paediatric wards. If you've been in, you know you know what a wonderful job they do. So we don't want to be kind of adding to that. And so with all that in mind, tonight's guests on um, The Parent Show are the carer support team at the Starfish Children's Ward in Watford General Hospital. And these people are an amazing team of volunteers. They give practical support to carers on the ward. We're really, really delighted to have um, this special edition of The Parents Show tonight and we're talking to all the people from this team, or nearly all of them. Um, they're a unique and wonderful groups of, group of mums and they volunteer to help carers get through this really difficult time. So we're going to be speaking to various members, including some of the NHS staff, and uh, these are the people that have made the creation of this carer support team possible. Now, first up, we'd like to uh, welcome to the studio, she's sitting right in front of me, Suzanne Boone, and she is the founder of the Carer Support Team. How are you, Suzanne? Good, thank you. Great to, great to have you on the Parents Show. Um, now, listen, tell us a little bit about what does the Carer Support Team do at Starfish Board? Uh, we do practical support to carers. So there are about 2,000 carers a year that come onto the ward. And there are, and the ward itself has 22 beds for children up to 16 years. Uh, most of the admissions are unplanned. Carers are arriving through children's emergency in the middle of the night. They're panicking about their child's health. They're worried about logistics, about other family members at home and siblings. And most of the time, they lack a 24-7 support network to help them cope. They're invariably really stressed out and they face, they face uh, sitting by the bed of their sick child for an indeterminable amount of time. So we basically try to offer a friendly face and uh, we have about eight volunteers that are on the ward Monday to Friday. Uh, we offer a friendly face and some company. We uh, offer someone to sit with you while your child, to sit with your child while you take a break or get a shower or get a bite to eat. Um, someone to discuss questions that you can raise with your child's consultant, perhaps. And we also hand out a newsletter, which is very important because it has a main section in it which talks about all the essentials you need to know if you're on that, that ward and things that will make your stay a lot easier. Important information like parking and cash machines. <laughs> essentials. It, really important things. And, mm-hmm. and 
you know, it's something that you need to know. But at the same time, you, if you're on a paediatric ward, you can see the nurses are literally running from one minute from the start of their shift mm. to the end of their shift and to kind of stop and ask where the nearest bank machine is you feel like it's you yeah. know it's such an irrelevance but at the same time you need to know to ha- so to have somebody there to direct that question at yes well yes and traditionally taking care of the carer has also been a role for the nursing staff and what we're trying to do is support the nursing staff by stepping up and and helping where we can and obviously the medical side of things is nothing for us to get involved with but supporting a fellow carer that's going through something that a lot of us mums have already gone through before on the ward is something we can do. And of course there's there's no skill needed in supporting a carer. It's just having a certain amount of information, you know, and nurses don't need to be distracted by doing those kind of things, do they? No, that's true. I, I do think there is skill needed in <laughs> supporting parents in certain ways. I, I mean in the sense of where yes. the cash machine or... <laughs> yes, passing information along is, is something that we can do very easily. Now, um, Suzanne, are you able to give us a bit of the history about how you came about to found this team? Definitely, yes. Thank you. Um, well, I've been on the ward with both my children, but it was the experience of being on the ward with my youngest daughter, Annie, who was regularly admitted onto the ward um, from the ages of zero to five. Um, we were often arriving by ambulance in the middle of the night with serious breathing concerns um, as a consequence of antenatal interventions and post-birth surgeries, all trying to correct um, a congenital diaphragmatic hernia. Um, so we spent a lot of time in hospital. Um, I decided not to return to my own career after Annie's birth due to medical complications, but instead, when she started school, I spoke to her Watford consultant, Dr. Amanda Equi, about volunteering on the ward and giving back, and I suggested p- potentially setting up the care support team. Um, she jumped at this thought, which I was very pleased with, Um, and uh, I've received huge support from her from the outset and she's also put me in touch with uh, the then matron of children's services uh, Becky Platt who's also been hugely instrumental in getting us up and running Um, I always was thrilled with the the care that my daughter received on the ward Um, I certainly had no nothing but a positive experience but I always knew as a carer that there were a few things lacking and the two things that needed to be filled were information for carers. So, you know, often there'd be lots of information on the ward walls, but you never left your child's bedside. Mm-hmm. So the information about parking or where to get food after 8 o'clock at night when the cafeteria was shut was never known to me. Um, and the other, the other thing that was also needed was just a chance to have a break. So I would be you know, arriving in the middle of the night, staying three nights and not sleeping because I was so concerned about my daughter. But with family in Canada and family not close at hand or friends that were busy with their own families, having somebody to come and sit with me for five minutes would have been a real treat. And I I did, you know, I was lucky. I still had in-laws that came to visit, but there's a lot of people out there that don't have family or friends that can come and visit on a regular basis. You, you explain that so fluently. Thank you. Um, you know, what's happened then in the year and a bit since you started the team? Can you take us to sort of where we are now? Yeah, well, basically, for the first five months, I volunteered on my own just to make sure that I was correct and thinking there was a need. I did questionnaires. I spoke to carers. I was overwhelmed by the need 
actually and it was more than what I ever thought it would be mums like me just needing a supportive chat and you know a break once in a while but really there's a whole other element of need out there uh, there's young single mums in a panic uh, being brought into hospital with their sick newborns and nobody to support them um, there are parents coping with the admission of one child uh, while they deal with the logistics of five siblings at home and variable support uh, there's parents of children with complex medical needs that have admissions in the double digits each year you know and they don't this is all against a background in Watford of a hugely diverse ethnically and religiously diverse group of people using the hospital so you're always having to be very aware and sensitive to all our differences um, and it's also a hospital and against the background of a hospital that really has very poor amenities um, and is not well supported by its community so there's a need there that needs to be met um, and it's that need that I'm hoping our team can help with absolutely I mean it's such a fantastic idea Suzanne and it's so brilliant that you I'm sure so many people who were in your position thought the exact same thing that you thought and felt the exact same way you did but to go back and to give your time up and volunteer for the people is is such a fantastic thing you know I, I know I mean I, my son was admitted to to Starfish Ward and got the same amazing help that uh, that your your child got and I remember walking out one night I, I, I can't remember how many nights I'd be there and thinking food and I was out kind of on the street <laughs> kind of going yeah where, where will I get some of that you know and it it's the kind of thing it comes low down the priority list when you've stop panicking you know or when you allow yourself the panic to subside a little bit mm -hmm. isn't it you know definitely but it's such such a fantastic <laughs> service and i love your your booklet the little no, good <laughs> it, is it a newsletter or a booklet that you provide uh there's two actually there's a newsletter that we give to every carer that comes on the ward and that's the main section in that is all the information they need to know on the back of it you know there's a the highlights of our most recent fundraising and on the front is a friendly picture of the team <laughs> and and that's the wonderful thing you started you did it on your own for six months now you have a team yeah tell us about that um well yeah one and a half years ago it was me um and then we got startup funding from a wonderful organization called the hertfordshire community foundation um i immediately started recruiting volunteers with the help of Orla, who's one of the senior nurses sitting beside me here. Um, and we now have eight volunteers and a handful of people helping behind the scenes with fundraising and admin. Um, we now have two lead senior nurses who help our team and ensure proper engagement with the nurses on the ward because it's only with this close working relationship with the nurses that we can be most effective. Um, and we have an active management committee uh, who are keen, keen to make the team a success. And they're all key players at the hospital that can get things happening. So, you know, I talked about Amanda Equi and Becky Platt and Leslie Lopez, who's the head of public involvement. So they're people that make things happen at the hospital. Um, we've also uh, struck very good, useful working relationships with other charities. So we work with Homestart Watford and we refer people young moms that and dads that we come across that need a helping hand when they return home we've referred them to Homestart, and we've had it happen quite on, on a few occasions now that they've been able to fill that gap um and we also work with carers in hertfordshire and um vista cic and i know joe from vista is speaking in a little bit so i'll leave that to her 
um, you mentioned that, you know, Orla, who's sitting next to you in the studio. Evening, Orla. Thank you for coming in. Now, you're the ward sister, aren't you, on, on Starfish? The, I am. The lead nurse for the team. Yes. So, um, how is this support team received on the ward, do you think? Do they get under your feet, Orla? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I've known Suzanne from when she used to bring her children into the hospital, especially Annie. Um, and when she was the one that started it up, I thought, who better than to do it but herself? Um, no, they're absolutely invaluable. Um, every parent that I've ever spoken to has um, welcomed them. And like a breath of fresh air mm. just to be able to go and have that bite to eat or um, to be able to go home even just to spend an hour with their children or have a shower um, and for someone that they can trust to leave with their child um, and their sick child knowing that there's a nursing team around as well to support Suzanne and the girls um, so yeah very invaluable now tell us a bit about Starfish Ward for anybody who hasn't been there Starfish Ward is um, is the general paediatric ward at Watford General um, and we have 20 beds. Um, we take children from days old to uh, just under 16. Um, we uh, deal with children that need urgent surgical procedures, medical you know anything medical um, oncology to children with cancer um, gosh it goes on. It could, I could go on yeah. <laughs> surgery that needs uh, elective surgery or, or emergency surgery um, and uh, we you know we have a big, a big team of nurses senior nurses down to junior nurses student nurses and um, you know we have a good team of doctors as well consultants is, yeah. is it a very busy ward? Extremely busy ward, yes. Um, it doesn't matter anymore what time of the year it is. Uh, but winter is usually busier, um, but our summers can be quite busy too. It depends, uh, you know, if the weather is nice, they'll come in with broken bones. Um, in the wintertime, it's usually respiratory problems. But yeah, um, because we're only the one um, acute unit for West Hertfordshire, we are very, very busy. And when you first heard about the idea of the support team, what did you think, Orla? I thought it was, I, I actually thought it was brilliant. I didn't think it would be as big. I think Suzanne has done a great job. <laughs> <laughs> She's, uh, yeah, she has done a great job. Um, it's fantastic. Um, and I, I thought, you know, it would just be about, it is about supporting parents. But it just goes beyond that um, it can make such a difference like formulating questions for, for ward rounds you, I never would have thought of that um, it's not just about sitting with the child and, and reading a story to them and letting mum go out and have something to eat and drink it's about supporting young mums that don't have their own families near like she said um, that you know you're almost acting like um, a, that support to be able to get them to get their questions down, to be able to ask the relevant questions, um, to be able to look after their child and to know what's going on with their child, really. So, yeah, fantastic. That's wonderful. I remember, mm. I, I've actually <laughs> met Orla on Starfish yes. Ward with my son <laughs> six years ago. It Can is, you no, believe uh, it? Yes, almost six years ago. And I remember when he, we came up from A&E and mm. we were on the ward and I remember how lovely and friendly and kind you were and I think oh. you offered me 
a couple of slices of toast. It was, it was, it was, it was, it's it's the small things, isn't it? Small things that you will never forget. Mm. Absolutely never forget. Mm. And, and the kindness just, it makes such a massive difference. Even tiny little things can, Mm. can change how you feel so massively, you know. It's just, it's fantastic because we are so busy. Um, like you say, from one, one, from the minute we come on to the minute we finish, it's great that we have Suzanne and the girls to be that support for us as well, to be able to help us support parents um, to look after their children. It, it's so important because it takes pressure off us to a certain extent. Absolutely. So it is, it's invaluable. Great. And ha- do you... Um do you remember the first day the first volunteer came on a shift? I certainly do. I'm <laughs> sitting next to her. <laughs> was it herself? It was herself. <laughs> now, um, we have we always talk about our first experience, don't we, Suzanne? Well, we knew it was worthwhile from it then was on out. Definitely. <laughs> um, we had a, a young mom who um, had literally stayed in her side room with her sick child for four days um, and hadn't eaten, well she had drinks but didn't eat a proper meal or couldn't tend to her own needs and she needed to have her her tooth seen too, she had awful toothache for for the four days Um, and Suzanne, I I said it to Suzanne to to go in and see her and maybe she would need some help because we didn't have the time to sit with her child and, and and you know, provide that. And Suzanne did and it made such a difference, mm-hmm. didn't it, Suzanne? Well, um, it made a difference to me too. And to That's you. what's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and to her child, I'm sure, because yeah. it was a breath of fresh air. You know, sitting as a mum in these side rooms, there's only so long you can sit there mm. without becoming brain numb. Mm. And you've got this pressure of entertaining your, you know, four year old or three year old and you just the pressure is huge and you just can't keep it up. So to have someone else to come in and you know, why don't I read a story to you while your mum goes and gets a few jobs done? And she just couldn't believe how lucky she was to be able yeah. to leave <laughs> just yeah. for two hours. Yeah. And yeah. she came back and she looked like a different woman. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. It was fabulous. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's about trust as well. Yeah. You know, you have to feel that the person, obviously you trust the nursing staff implicitly, but somebody that the nursing staff approve of mm-hmm. then is, is such a seal of approval isn't yeah, it you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we are very careful about who we choose to come onto our team we have a lot of applicants and we're very discerning yes. aren't we because yes. we're on a kids board so we need to be and we also want the team to be well respected and effective so Absolutely. we have taken a lot of time and effort in putting together an application and uh, doing a proper interview yes. with myself and a senior nurse usually Orla yeah. So, so can um, I bring you back there? Mm-hmm. So you don't take everybody who volunteers. You you vet people quite we rigorously. Do. Yes, yes. Yes. Definitely. And do you train? We do. We do. We good. We offer very good training. We have well, when they come on board, they have about three sessions with me or more if they require it, just to shadow and understand what the job entails. And then we have every six weeks we have a team meeting which is mandatory and it's fun despite being mandatory (laughs) (laughs) but at those meetings we have training uh, usually given by Orla or another senior nurse maybe Trish who will Mm -hmm. be also speaking um, on things like anti-infection processes or you know what all the different signs on the nurses board mean yes (laughs) important things that allow us to do our job yeah um and then we also have a formal training session every november where joe from vista cic and she'll be speaking shortly will she does a proper morning of training and i'll let her talk about that 
Fantastic. Great. Well, listen, we might just take a little break now. And um, for those who've just tuned in, we're speaking to Orla Burke, who's a ward sister on Starfish Ward in Watford General, and Suzanne Boone, who has started the carer support group in, in Starfish as well. We'll be back to speak to Lynn Price, who's the first volunteer recruited by the group, Tris, Trish Barf, and to Joe Marr from Vista about their experiences as well. Stay tuned. Welcome back to The Parent Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. Now we're doing a special edition of the show this week that is all about the Starfish Ward and General Ho- in Watford General Hospital and um, specifically about a group of volunteers who've set up the Carer Support Group um, in that hospital, in the paediatric ward of that hospital. Now, we have Lynn Price and Trish Barf to join us. Lynn, can I talk to you first? How are you doing? Yes. Fine, thank you. So you're you're the first volunteer ever recruited by the Carer Support Group. I am. <laughs> and do, you, do you have the scars to prove it? <laughs> I have no scars, just joy. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Why did you choose to volunteer with them um, with the Carer Support Group? I as uh, as a parent, I've spent some time on the ward as well in on, in isolation, not at Starfish, somewhere else. And my son learned to walk in isolation, and because we were in isolation people didn't really come in there at all and I could really have done with a smiling friendly face to come and help me and support me and that's why and the reason I know about the the volunteer scheme is uh, I was at a choir practice with my son and I heard Suzanne chat to a mutual friend and that's how I decided that sounds like something I would like to get involved in fantastic So, so when did you start volunteering uh May last year and how was the recruitment process? You know, was it hard? Because we, we've heard that they're quite stringent <laughs> about who they take <laughs> or who you take. Uh, it was a very structured process. Uh, I had to write, uh, fill in a written application. And then I had a series of interviews. First interview was with Suzanne. And second and third people involved were um, the matron of children's services. Um, then it was Becky Platt and also the nurse in charge of the children's emergency department, Michelle O'Grady. I had to become a volunteer at Watford Hospital. Uh, had a few induction sessions with Suzanne as well. And I also obviously had to have a DBS check. Mm. How many hours a week would you say you, you generally give to this? I, I go in every Monday and I do 11 o'clock till 2 o'clock. So three hours. Three hours every week. Yes. And do you find it? Do you find it hard to fit that time into your schedule? Is my, sorry. Oh, my children went. Have all gone to school now, and I, I, I suddenly thought that I did have a bit of extra time to give, and this seemed like a, a very, a worthy cause. And do you find it rewarding, Lynn? Very much. I, I'm going to sound gushing. But I really enjoy going in on a Monday. I like the changeability and the unpredictability of the job. I never know what the day is going to bring. So it's, it's lovely. Are you able to share with us, maybe, Lynn, you know, a, a sort of memorable story from your time when you've been volunteering? Yes. Uh, I suppose 
because of patient confidentiality, I have to be very sort of general in how I tell the story. But um, one of my moments concerns a little boy and his family. Little boy is very young and suffered from a life-limiting condition. And I think his parents felt very certain that they wanted to make every moment of his life count. And I gained incredible satisfaction from having interaction with him. And I'm hoping that I could support his parents in, in, in their job of making every day count for him. Oh, that's great. Thank you. And it must be very, it must be a very difficult job at the same time because, I mean, everything you, uh, I mean, everything you want is, is for the child's and the parent's well-being. But of course, there are lots of different children and you kind of, they move on. And, that, and in, in fact, I like it when they move on. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because <laughs> that means they're well. But there are, there are repeat visitors and... I think we probably form some sort of a bond if you see them on a regular basis and it's always good to find out what else happens in their lives and it's not just always about the child that's ill they quite enjoy talking about other things too mm. and it's a bit of a stress relief really for them i think so you're very proud to wear your burgundy t-shirt i am indeed <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great and now we'll move on to um a nurse on staff starfish ward trish barf Trish, are you happy when you see the burgundy t-shirts on the ward? Yeah, I love it. They're really, they're really good. They're good fun. They're enthusiastic. They, um, they come in and put a smile on all the parents' faces. That's fantastic. God, it's so lovely to hear a volunteer system that really works. I mean, it, it must, it takes, it's a, there's a fine line between assisting and getting in the way, isn't there? But it sounds like from every angle, everybody's just really happy with, with the, this new service. I think because Suzanne set it up, having been a parent on the ward, she knew exactly where the niche was to go in and help. So she's got it just right. And is Starfish Ward, aside from this, is it a challenging ward? It's busy um, and it's got the age ranges, as Ola said, but it's, um, it's, it's fun. It's got lots of great activities going on all the time for the children and then we've got to kind of duck in and do some not very nice things at times um but yeah it is challenging but it's it's good what value do you think the team i mean it's very obvious but you know if you had to sort of name two or three things what would be the value really that this team brings to your ward because it's quite unique isn't it it's not happening all over the country no um i think they help calm the parents down a little bit make them less anxious um make them kind of feel part of what's going on help them sort of adjust to the being in hospital really they, you know they do a really good job it, it, it just sounds not too good to be true but yeah a little bit too good to be true <laughs> really Suzanne mm. you know um, it's 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 kind of sad that it came out of that for you but equally it sounds like that's kind of a blessing in disguise and everyone's saying about they love the fact that you understood the ward and that you were the one then that knew what that those niche kind of services that were needed well, i remember sitting in that isolation room for many days mm. where like lynn said the nurse would be the only one that would come in yeah and i would await my mother-in-law who would come hopefully once every day yeah. and I would quickly run out to get my breather. Yes. But I remember that and I remember thinking there must be a better way of doing things. <laughs> and as much as I loved 
you know, the medical care and the, the nurses that I, that I met there. And I remember Trish and Orla from those days. I just think uh, this benefits the ward massively. Mm-hmm. So is this your sort of full-time role now, really? <laughs> it sounds like it well, has to be. It's kind of become that. <laughs> yeah. it, uh, it's, I, I'm doing it on a very strict two days a week at the moment. Right. <laughs> but that's a bit of a lie because it's constantly in my mind. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. seem to speak about it to everybody I see. And I, you know, I walk into a pharmacy or a any business and I seem to ask them if they're looking for a charity to support and half the time they want to become a volunteer or support us mm. <laughs> so mm. I think I think it's working and you know it, it's only working because it's a really good cause and we've got good people and support from the ward which is key yeah it's, yeah. it's yeah. a no-brainer it's an absolute no-brainer as a charity yeah. who who would not want to support what you're doing you know but well, ta- get in touch anybody <laughs> out there <laughs> Well, we we will definitely be <laughs> providing contacts later on, but don't remember they're very. But don't forget they're very picky. They're very picky. <laughs> We're very picky. Now, tell me, does does this kind of service exist in other wards? Do do other hospitals have this kind of thing? Well, I I've been at St Mary's uh, Children's Intensive Care, and I've been at King's College Intensive Care Unit for Children, and yes, they have. And I've been to Great Ormond Street, all with my daughter, and yes, they have. Because they are specialist units and intensive care units, they have some level of support, but not in this way. Um, and certainly, I don't know of a general hospital that has this bespoke kind of volunteer service. That is fantastic. I mean, yeah. it's fantastic that you've 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 started something that's a brand new idea. Is there is there a chance to kind of to get other hospitals doing this kind of thing? Copying your idea? Let's just say I'm not one not to be ambitious. However, (laughs) I want this to be a resounding success at Watford, and that has to be the case first. Get get the model right. Yeah. Yeah, completely first. Well, that's that's fantastic, and what a great thing to be ambitious about. It's very (laughs) altruistic. But uh, yeah, so we're we're talking to um, Trish Barf, Lynn Price, and. um, and Suzanne Boone from uh, the uh, the care support group at Watford General. I should be specific, Starfish Ward. You don't do the whole hospital, do you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right, so we're going to take a little break and we'll come back and we'll speak to Joe Marr, who has, who Parents Show listeners might know of from Vista and she's been a regular contributor to the Parents Show. But in her spare time, in the other little bits and pieces that she does, she's actually helping out in the care support group as well. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia Elcury. And I'm Shirley Heyman. Now, we're talking to the Carer Support Group at Starfish Ward in Watford General Hospital. And we've been getting various perspectives on, on the group. And uh, now we have the missing piece of the puzzle. That's you, Joe. We're <laughs> speaking to Joe Marr, who you're a supporter and a mentor of the group. And you were right from the beginning. Isn't yes, that right? I think I was there pretty much from the beginning. Um, Suzanne came came to me um, because Vista is known for supporting parents in lots of different capacities and one conversation I was hooked it didn't take very long I thought this is right up my street I really want to help 
Um, my eldest is 22, and I have the similar story to some of these other people isolated with a sick child in hospital for too long. Um, so, yes, that's why I got hooked into it very quickly. So, um, Vista is a really small community interest company and we support parents in lots of different ways this is something really different it's a new project for us um i think suzanne calls me her mentor so i keep her in line sometimes and tell <laughs> you crack her, the whip yes just give her a gentle advice a little bit of guidance but we work together on really forming the the whole picture and the whole system and how things work i don't volunteer on the ward myself because i work full time but i give my own time to developing it if you like the concept yes, yes. great so tell us tell us the kind of things you, you've been helping the team with so well i've been involved in writing the applications for grant funding that's where some of the difficulties have um, lane it's not that easy these days to get any grants through um, the first one we did succeed in was only for training so we actually need money for uniforms and for toiletries and um, all sorts of equipment to give the carers on the ward um, so we did manage to get that i have also gone down the route of um going to Watford uh, County Councillors and one of them did support us as well this year. I will go back and find another one very soon to give us some more money. <laughs> it sounds a bit like you're going to hunt them or down. A <laughs> yeah, a few. <laughs> one by one. Yeah. They'll all, they'll all yeah. hear from me over the next year. Fantastic. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, also just fundraising because the, the girls and the volunteers are so amazing. We don't want them to have to then do too much fundraising to keep ourselves going so i feel like that's my area to try and bring money in to keep it alive and surviving so um yeah i've got a few ideas and i know how to do that we're really lucky we've got uh hairdressers in st albans called mosaic and they've adopted us for a year so they are literally doing fundraising lots of different events all year and then they're just going to hand over whatever they raise to us at the end of the year and i should say they're having a bake sale this saturday <laughs> yeah. are they in, so, the, yeah. in the, the quadrant yeah they're having mm. it out i think on, out, on the front yeah front of them so i mean stop. it's amazing um and how did you get them hooked in well both of us <laughs> use mosaic <laughs> and just it's talking isn't it it's word of mouth and I think sometimes if you're passionate about what you do and you believe in what you do, then you can then pass that on to other people and they become passionate about that and they want to help. So I think the whole team of Mosaic had a few charities or ideas that and they had to vote. And I think they just obviously they voted for us, which is just lovely. But we could do with more businesses supporting us we're looking for sponsorship in any way if a company could donate something that would be useful for us or you know a little bit of money we could always do with some money but i can well imagine that businesses would would love to get the opportunity to put their logo on your lovely burgundy t-shirts i mean they're they're fantastic what what a great thing to be associated with i can't imagine a single business that wouldn't that yeah. wouldn't love that yeah, uh, I mean, it, or on the newsletters and things like that. Yeah. I think because a lot of the St Albans families use 
Starfish Ward and Watford General. Obviously, it's even though it's Watford, that St Albans families know all about that and the need over there. So it's not, it shouldn't be difficult to raise money, but it's all, we're always up against it and we always need to keep trying, keep trying and try and get that money in for the important things. And I should add in there that, you know, we, we, we need... For basic costs, we need about 2000 a year, and that really is basic costs, yeah. uniforms and uh, induction packs and what else? Supplies. Supplies, yeah. uh, toiletries that team we can meetings. pass, and team meetings and things. But once we are in a financial position and feel comfortable that we've got our own costs met, we're quite keen to start funding improvements on the ward. Mm-hmm. And as parents that have been on the ward and ha- who work closely with the nursing staff, I think we're very well placed to know what is needed Absolutely. and to find out what is needed. So, for example, we're doing a huge coffee and cake sale at my house. Gosh, is it on the 12th of July from 11 till 2? And we want to get enough money to buy a water cooler. <laughs> so we should be able to do that and hopefully we'll get a bit more. But, you know, these are small things but it would be great to be able to build on them and actually give very significant contributions to the ward at some stage that would be absolutely amazing and 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 i i really can't see you having a problem but the the difficulty is uh, joe you have a full-time job and you're taking this on yeah you know and it's a big job fundraising it's, it's and it's, it's yeah. so but it's, it's so rewarding hard. when you get when you get it you know when you get a little check from a county councillor that's really exciting absolutely yeah. absolutely so, yeah no and you know the, the this hairdresser that's sponsoring us is fantastic it does it makes you keep going for more and more definitely yeah and i should add that john lewis at watford has also have also been yeah. very supportive and passed us a check for 800 pounds in the last quarter that's great yeah it's so a nice amount of money and and um, one of the volunteers uh, has a connection with Abbott's Accountants in Harrow and MD Pharmacy in Watford. They're all local businesses that are supporting us in some way. You know, one's paying for our newsletter to be printed for a year, and the other one's buying cups and lids that we need for all the carers that we give cups of tea to. So they're all really worthwhile contributions yeah. that we really couldn't function without. Brilliant brilliant but it all takes a lot of time and joe you're tell us how um you're not just involved in fundraising you're involved in training as well yeah i think the training's really important um so we started last november we ran a saturday morning over in the home start offices in watford um and i think it's a good way of getting the team together because obviously every volunteer is doing a shift by themselves there's a crossover but they don't know everyone who's in the team so it is good to get them together i know that they're really committed and this is asking for more commitment but they're they're brilliant they come along and um have contributed to the training but it's important that they know about the clinical procedures safeguarding is huge that's really important how to deal with um, stressed parents, conflict resolution, parental responsibility, things like that, listening skills, um, you know, and also how to signpost maybe these carers onto other services and agencies. So that's the aim of the annual training. The mandatory training, which we run every four to six weeks, is again, it's about getting the group together so that they can talk about their daily issues we on our issues and if there's a there's something that really needs to be addressed suzanne can go back to the ward and address it 
Um, it's about showing the volunteers that they're valued, um, that, you know, we appreciate them. And, you know, it's about teamwork, really. And mandatory training does sound a bit scary, but um, tell us why you make it mandatory. It just means, really, can you turn up, please? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll buy you a drink, yeah. that sort of thing. It is, it's important because it's about the commitment to the team. You can't have a team if some of them don't come. So we do say this is mandatory so that people do come every week and um, every month and contribute if if you had two that are just never coming that's not being part of the team and it's not you know we want to develop we want to move forward we want to expand and we can only do that if everyone works together so that's why we do make it mandatory and lynn can i come back to you lynn is a, you're a staff nurse on the ward do you feel do you feel oh sorry trish i beg your pardon do you feel the kind of the teamwork that um that Joe was talking about. Yeah, we do. Um, they um, they they communicate very well amongst each other, and they uh, know what's going on. And um, and Suzanne likes to come in and have a chat with us. But we're all we're all very open to all communication. It's really important working on a ward that everybody communicates. So yeah, that's uh, that's lovely to hear. Do I have just a second to add one you nice have a, memory? You have. <laughs> You have exactly eight minutes. Okay, if you'd like. well, I won't need that long. But <laughs> I think at one of our team meetings, we discussed a situation which, to me, just highlighted exactly what I wanted the team to be doing. And that was, you know, a mum who had never asked for help before. She was a regular, uh, her child was regularly admitted with complex medical needs. And she never asked for help because her, her husband was always there. Um, but we, we knew who she was. And this week, it was different for her. And so she didn't have the support of her husband. And we had somebody every day from Monday to Friday passing the buck, basically. And, and she would know that the next day at 10 o'clock, there'd be somebody there for three hours so that she could go and get her newspaper or just get out of the bubble of hospital for five minutes. And by the end of the week... Well, I should say at the beginning of the week, she was hesitant and a bit apprehensive and a bit shy. By the end of the week, she was making arrangements. <laughs> and, and it was wonderful because she had a life to her. She was yeah. feeling more motivated and happy. I could yeah. just tell that it was making a big difference to her. And we got the most incredible feedback from her that week. And we all kept connection with ourselves through, a, through WhatsApp. So we discuss, you know, we're very careful. We don't refer to, to patients by name or anything, but we're very careful to pass the buck so everyone knows exactly who they'll be dealing with the next day and what they should be doing so it's a it's a, a team a, a very tight handover very so you know exactly what the needs are so yes. nobody's coming in saying right so tell me what your name is exactly. again now and, you know, exactly that's, that's yeah. fantastic so everybody hits the ground running yeah but it, it uh, you can you can imagine that this kind of role is needed in so many wards not just in pediatric mm. wards mm. in in all honesty but it but it is i mean it's more acute i'd say in pediatric wards i think the difference is that carers are permitted on pediatric wards 24 7 whereas they're still not permitted on old age wards or elderly wards uh 24 7 yet but that's i mean that's amazing uh, that you like your whatsapp conversations make sure that everybody's 
you know, really in tune with one another. It's a brilliant idea. It's about recognising the stress that these carers are Mm -hmm. under and they don't want to keep repeating themselves to every time there's a new person on shift. So this is easing some of the stress. And so often we're not talking about anything to do with the fact that they're at hospital. We're talking about the American election. We're talking about Ramadan and what, you know, this carer is doing to honour it. We're, We're talking about anything under the sun but why they're actually there and that is a relief to them and it's bolstering them that is the key about this program it's we're not taking care of their children we're bolstering them because they're the best place people to take care of their children and there's no point i can imagine i mean you get so ground down you, you you can't see the wood for the tree the trees mm. by getting out you get a bit of perspective on everything and you're, you're better placed to to care for your child or support your child's care mm. when you get an opportunity to do that i there's, mean it's there's always the, the story and in vista when we talk to our parents it's about when you're in the airplane and they tell you that the pair the adult has to put the oxygen mask on first before the child and this is exactly what this is about you have to take care of yourself before you can t- care for your child and yeah. that's what the team's doing. Yeah, absolutely. So, Fantastic. Joe, if we have got listeners or local businesses, you know, tuning in and they're feeling moved that they want to support you in some way, um, who do they get in touch with? Is there a website? Is there a Facebook page? You know, how would they? You could definitely come through Vista St Albans, and we've got a website which is www.vistastalbans.org.uk. We're based at Fleetville Junior School. Um, yeah, I think we we have uh, an uh, an email account for people to get in touch with. Is it best that I read it now? Yes, yes please. Okay, yeah, it's, it up. it's cst.starfishward at gmail.com. If you want to volunteer or apply to volunteer, please leave your contact details there and I will be in touch with you. If you want to donate, I will also give you the um, Just Giving page. Uh, I'll give it I'll give the one for the bake sale that's coming up, to be honest, because that would be great to get that going. Exactly. <laughs> so if people can't bake or can't if come to the bake sale... If you can't bake or come to our just, bake sale... Just do a quick just, just giving contribution. Please give us a just giving contribution. That's HTTPS dot dot slash slash www.justgiving.com slash uppercase CSTS then all lowercase T A R F I S H capital W A R D. I think we'll put that on the website as well. We'll, we'll, we'll put it on our Facebook page yeah. uh, in just yeah. in just a couple of minutes in case anybody wants to get in touch and make a donation. Now just um we're down to the last couple of minutes of the show. I'd love to hear from each of you where you know, a dream about where the future of the support team would, would go. Um, each and every one of the why don't we um, start with Trish what do you what do you think what's what's your dream for where the support team is going um, maybe um, well carry on with what they're doing and maybe extend the hours a little bit more <laughs> maybe weekends <laughs> you know um, it does take such a strain off the nursing staff when we know that the parents are being looked after because it is stressful for us too when we know that the parents are floundering absolutely you know, so. absolutely and you just i mean you've got a job to do that means yeah. the child's care you mm. parents don't even want them 
want you distracted by by these kind of things. Mm. Right, I'm going to move around here. Orla, will you tell us what where you'd like to go? Are you are you um, how you feel about where it should go? Um, I do agree with what Trish said as well, um, but I would like it to. Um, not just stay in general peds but to go into other areas of paediatrics for support as well um, like the daycare because there is a lot of stresses there with parents as well and maybe A&E which can be quite stressful um, or in outpatients if they have to go to a, suddenly to a procedure they may need that bit of support as well so yeah more hours but they're doing a fantastic job we love them <laughs> <coughs> Lynn uh, I suppose we're a new team and we're still finding our remit on the ward. I think um, we can also support the absent parent. I had the opportunity to support some teenage children on the ward this week, oh, and previous weeks as well, uh, who've been in with um, um, some mental concerns and self-harm concerns. And I think... Um, it's somewhere that we can still have training and learn, but that's part of being a new team and learning your place and growing and finding out where help is needed on the ward. Fantastic. I'm sorry, we have actually run out of time on the parents' show this week. I'd like to thank Suzanne Boone, Joe Marr, Lynn Price, Trish Barf and Orla Burke. Thanks a million for coming on the parents' show this week. And uh, we hope you'll come back in a year and tell us how many volunteers you have then. <laughs> All the best. Thank you. Neve solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves solicitors, your complete legal solution.